Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Welcome to Freedom of Species, where a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of 3CR Community Radio. Before us, you heard Sally with Out of the Pan, so make sure you check that out every week, 12 to 1 on Sunday, and also listen to all the episodes of, of that show covering all things pansexual at 3cr.org.au. Today on the show, we are going to do something different. Usually with my shows, we have one guest and one topic, and I, I do quite like that format of like going in-depth with a, on a particular topic with one guest. Um, but I also, yeah, I think we're also keen to change up the format here and there. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Adam did a, a show with all animal rights songs, and, and this week we're going to do something a bit different as well where we're going to break down some animal rights news stories and then sort of use that as a starting point for some discussions around animal rights issues and veganism etc and to help me discuss all this i'm joined by my uh freedom of species co-host madison griffiths thanks for joining me madison thanks for having me nick it's nice to uh sort of simulate a back in the studio experience with you <laughs> yep yeah yeah as close as we can yeah yeah um, and yeah i'm nick pendergrass hosting today and yeah we're going to be definitely discussing a recent story which has made quite a bit of news of miley cyrus who had been a long time vegan as recently decided not to be vegan anymore uh we'll also possibly get to either both or one of these stories we'll see how we go but we're also possibly going to touch on some stories around slaughterhouse work and particularly around uh mm. the current pandemic uh and we may also touch on a story around koala protection and the the uh, divisions that created mm. within the uh, Liberal Party and the National Party in New South Wales. So we'll see what we'll get to. But as I say, we're definitely going to cover this Miley Cyrus story in some uh, in some detail. So yeah, I might just hand it straight over to Madison because I know this has been a story you've been following and, and you've been following the debates around this. So um, yeah, I'll just hand over to you to start things off, Madison. Yeah, so for a summary, Miley Cyrus was featured on the Joe Rogan podcast recently, I believe it was in the last couple of weeks, and she um, she sort of divulged that she has quit uh, being vegan because of apparent health reasons um, and uh, spoke about her brain's need, I, I believe, for a media three or, or for something uh, very fish-related um, and claimed that her brain wasn't functioning properly. And, you know, you can imagine um, Joe Rogan's platform isn't the most particularly sensitive or vegan-friendly space, so uh, it was an interesting decision given her history of being quite... Uh, quite out I wouldn't say outspoken about animal rights issues but a vocal vegan um enough per se 
yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, it's interesting because I I think I've ever the yeah, Joe Rogan is one of the most popular podcasts on the internet. I think I've ever listened to about three episodes. I think I have uh, here and there yeah. for various reasons, uh, including this one. I have gone and listened to this whole episode, which was over two hours, and the first like eight minutes is just ads as well. But um, wow. anyway, I, I did find it quite an interesting discussion. But uh, yeah, and we'll, I'll get onto some points specifically from the podcast as well. But we're going to be mainly drawing from, um, as Madison mentioned, a story from just a few weeks ago. Miley Cyrus says she quit being vegan because of health reasons her quote is my brain wasn't functioning properly by chelsea mm. ritual on independent.co.uk from the 4th of september this year um and yeah so yeah you did mention that the amigas um yeah so she said she's had to introduce fish and amigas into her life because her brain wasn't functioning properly properly um and she mentioned that she'd had hip pain and she said she was pretty malnutrition and running on empty um so i was wondering i guess for you madison is, is this this issue of amigas and that kind of thing is that something you think about in your own diet Look, it's it's not, and and I, um, admittedly, I'm not the help, most healthiest person. <laughs> um, but it's funny; it's it's something that I've only ever really been questioned about when I became vegan, or when I or when I started becoming plant based, which was you know about eight years ago now. And I, the decision to become vegan was very much rooted in animal rights issues um and um my you know love of animals and not wanting to betray them anymore um but my uh I, my health was never questioned beforehand and i never sort of had this lens to look at my health in a way that was deprived i was i never saw myself as someone who was deprived of something beforehand and and afterwards but it's funny when you see the discourse of um the vegan discourse surrounding people's decisions to eat and i think miley has um frustratingly gone down this path where when uh she describes her health in a way that she's deprived of something it, it 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 doesn't challenge the belief that animals bodies aren't for us if that makes sense it's sort of you know, reinforces this idea that there is some great act of generosity we're performing if we're if we're being vegan, but it's not necessary because that food is there for us. We just choose not to eat it. Um, and so I think she really uh, she really stuffed up there. And uh, there are many ways to uh, deal with health um, that don't have to hurt other beings. I mean, is that is health something that you think? Of, about a lot in your diet nick uh yeah i would say i do quite a bit um and it is something that i definitely have only thought about more in recent years so um yeah and, and yeah i guess like madison said we're coming from an animal rights perspective neither of us are health professionals and i i do think <laughs> that could be a possible you know future discussion where we do get a nutritionist mm. on and go in depth about vegan health i think that would be a good topic uh in this particular show i was more keen to more just sort of you know go off on some different stories and totally. yeah in, including health but yeah we're both kind of more talking from personal experience here not from any kind of professional expertise uh, but yeah so yeah for many years i i did think somewhat about omega-3 and yeah ate chia seeds and walnuts occasionally and, and that kind of stuff but um yeah it was only more recently that i've sort of 
looked into it a bit more detail and it was actually uh, years ago I was uh, working at the library at my old university and I just happened to see a book on I don't think it was on vegan nutrition specifically but it was, it was on nutrition anyway and they did mention that uh, vegans and vegetarians tend to be lower in omega-3 because they don't or because we don't eat fish uh, and so then I sort of was reading in, into more depth in this sort of academic book that basically there is plenty of omega-3 in the vegan diet uh, from, uh, again, sources like walnuts, shear seeds, etc. There's a whole bunch of omega-3s in the vegan diet, uh, but they come in ALA form. Uh, that's mm. ALA omega-3. And basically we are then relying on our bodies to convert that ALA, ALA omega-3 into EPA or DHA. Uh, mm -hmm. And so basically the reason why people who eat fish tend to be higher is because they're getting the omega, the EPA, DHA directly from fish because fish eat mm. this algae. Um, and then so since then I have begun to take a supplement, which I can uh, show Madison there, uh, omega-3, vegan omega-3, nice. uh, EPA, DHA. And so that is something that, again, I, maybe I was getting enough, um, but it just means that you're not relying on your body to kind of convert the ALA into the EPA than the DHA. You're just getting that EPA and DHA directly uh, from totally. that supplement. So, yeah, that that is kind of my issue. I, I take that occasionally. Um, yeah, I think there, you know, there have been, in terms of omega-3 generally, there is some controversy and maybe like overstated claims about the benefits of omega-3. But, um, yeah. yeah, from listening to the nutritionist, I think like supplementing with B12 is like a no-brainer, but at least many mm. vegan nutritionists do also recommend supplementing with the omega-3, yeah. Absolutely, and, and those... Um, it's really, really hard to talk about nutrition in the context of, of such a loaded conversation, which I think is where I get frustrated because if it was, if you felt like you were on a neutral footing and you could talk about um, requiring supplements and needing to kind of replenish yourself or nourish yourself in ways that perhaps you, you, you aren't, that aren't accessible if you were to eat animals, um, you want to be able to do that in, a, in, a, in an environment where eating animals is, t is taken for granted as not an option. Mm. Um, so I did find it's quite frustrating to see that conversation facilitated the way it was in a space that was never going to uh, safely, you know, dispute Miley's claims. Um, so, yeah, it, it, seeing it on the Joe Rogan podcast was, was a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I... Um, yeah, I think that the the omega three issue, like it's, um, yeah, I, like I think it is an important one, but it's also like you you can get it from these sources, and I think also like from like from a, a natural point of view, which I, I hate to go down this road because I don't mm. really care about nat what's natural and what's not because I just care about what's ethical, what's healthy. Those I think they're much more important questions yeah. than what's natural. Yeah. But in a way like this, this Omega-3, again, there, there's lots of different brands of vegan Omega-3 supplement for anyone who does have those concerns. But that is directly from the algae which the fish eats. So it's, it's a more, whether it's more natural, yeah. but it's more it's a more direct source anyway. So people are getting the fish, they're, they're not getting the Omega-3 from eating the fish. They're getting... It because the fish eat the algae basically so it's like a more a more kind of Absolutely. direct version <laughs> and that seems to be a kind of running trend in animal agriculture you know the the animal is almost the middleman between the the original source of protein or omega or, or whatnot be it the cow or the fish so yeah. um that's yeah that is that feeds into a much larger um 
conversation about waste and um you know everything like that so yeah that that's important to remember yeah absolutely it does remind me of animal agriculture in general that these animals eat things like grains and and corn and and these kind of Mm. things and yeah then we or those of us who eat animals like get nutrients that way whereas it's much more efficient just eat these things directly and when it comes to fish obviously the biggest things for me from animal rights perspective is yeah the lives of the individual fish that are important to them uh and also you know ecologically this is you know doing huge damage the fact that we're eating fish on such a huge scale and the demand for fish oil and that has a huge impact environmentally as well absolutely absolutely and yeah Mm. so miley cyrus mentioned that uh her first uh non-vegan meal she ate fish uh cooked on the grill um and yeah she said that she cried uh for a long time i cried for the fish it really hurts me to eat fish and that again going back to my supplement i've never once cried taking my omega-3 supplement from uh from algae i've I've never once cried for that algae or anything like that so i think that's one thing that that bothers me about this is, is that she she does actually seem to get the animal rights argument. She does seem to get it, but yeah. yet she's, I guess she just thinks that she has to for his for her health, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. <laughs> the image of, uh, it is quite funny thinking, you know, I cried for the fish, the image of, of someone willingly eating an animal and, and crying for the animal that they're eating is, is just silly to me. And I, and I think... You're right, I think that she does understand it uh, beyond theoretically. She understands it emotionally, but I also don't know if her reason for mentioning that is is to avoid... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure why she thought it appropriate to mention that because it's a little bit of a, of a bind. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, and also from listening to the broader two-hour discussion and not just the article, I think it was this sort of this this broader thing in her life about kind of like doing what's right and kind of mm. what works for her and trying to work that out and, and that kind of thing. And so I think it was like, yeah, sort of her narrative around this was that, yeah, she does care about animals and this is very hard, but she has to kind of listen to her body, I guess, and kind of do totally. do what what's right uh, for herself. Um, which, yeah, I, I did want to hear your input on this as well because I think there is it is something you've covered on the show as well before, but I thought it'd be a good mm. link to this topic of this like um, uh, policing of women's choices and that kind of thing. I know it's something mm. you've spoken about before, so. Yeah, how how does that fit into this story? Again, she's kind of doing what feels right for herself and and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that it is important to factor in women's decisions about their bodies and I think it's important to factor it in in the sense that I I believe there's a reason why people come for Miley over over other people. Um and there is a reason why, and it has very little to do with her celebrity status and more to do with the f- of her female celebrity status. Um, you know, Joe Rogan is essentially a glorified Neanderthal, the way he carries on, and, and there just isn't that same kind of backlash or that same sort of reception. Um, and that isn't necessarily me defending Miley, but that's just me being aware of the state of play for women when women do uh, carry the the... 
I don't want to say burdens because I don't believe that veganism is a burden, but carry the pol- carry political uh, burdens on their individual choices. I think that that's a no brainer. Um, in saying that, I don't believe that anybody um, has a right to really, and this quite this might seem quite a radical vegan response, but I don't believe anybody is rather entitled to take what's not theirs. Um, and that's why I've always embodied this kind of intersectional vegan, intersectional feminist vegan approach to things because I'm not entitled to things that aren't mine, which is obviously, you know, the milk of cows and, and, and other things like that. So I think that that, it, yeah, it, it's one thing to be aware of the nature, the space she occupies in the world, which is a gendered space and which is one that is hypercritical but that doesn't necessarily excuse her actions. It's a way to understand the way her actions are received, um, but it is not essentially an excuse, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we will take a song and then we might actually continue those discussions after the break about how gender relates to uh, yeah, animals and choices and, and who gets backlash and who doesn't, etc. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to play a song all about health. This is Dead Prez with Be Healthy. It's all love. It's all love. Vegetables, fresh fruit and whole wheat I'm from the old school My household smell like soul food, bruh Curry falafel, barbecue tofu No fish though, no candy bars, no cigarettes Only ganja, fresh squeezed juice from oranges Exercising daily to stay healthy And I rarely drink water out the tap Cause it's filthy Lentil soup is mental fruit And ginger root is good for the youths Fresh vegetable with them high stew Sweet yam fries with the green callaloo Careful how you season and prepare your foods Cause you don't wanna lose vitamins and minerals And that's the jewel Life brings life, it's valuable So I eat what come from the ground, it's natural Let your food be your medicine, uh-huh. no excedrin uh-uh. Strictly herbs generated from the sun Cause I got melanin and drink water Eight glasses a day Cause that's what they say They say you are what you eat So I strive to eat healthy My goal in life is not to be rich or wealthy Cause true wealth comes from good health and wise ways We got to start taking better care of ourselves They say you are what you eat So I strive to eat healthy My goal in life is not to be rich or wealthy Cause true wealth comes from good health and wise ways We got to start taking better care of ourselves Be healthy y'all To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. 
Welcome back to Freedom of Species. We're discussing uh, a bunch of animal rights news stories today, or at the very least one. We'll see how we go. But we're at the moment talking about uh, Miley Cyrus and no longer being vegan, uh, and also broader discussions we, we brought in at the end there about uh, Madison Ray, some points about uh, women's choices being maybe more policed, I guess, uh, than than men's, people of other genders. And yeah, I, I think that that is a really important point. And I was thinking about some broader discussions around, um, a discussion around fur and, and wearing fur and, and not to justify that, again, same exactly the same as your points with Miley Cyrus, but as it, it is interesting or significant, I think, that there are uh, comments which are used by some in the animal rights movement, sort of misogynistic language around uh, fur hags, I believe, is one Peter I've used, mm. for example. Uh, but there's no equivalent term around leather, for example, which might be more associated with, with uh, material worn by men. Uh, both yeah. cause harm to animals, but there seems to be this uh, hyper-focus on fur. Um, yeah, who, there may be a number of different reasons that, but perhaps one is the gendered aspects. Do you have any broader comments about this? idea of like yeah in the animal movement uh like we have this yeah we kind of take place within this patriarchal society i think that can play out and we don't realize that and we're critical of that um but also as animal rights people we also don't defend those practices as well so it is kind of a difficult position so yeah how do you feel about all these issues as a vegan and animal animal rights person but also as a feminist absolutely no i think that's a really good point because um we uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like the babushka doll of of, uh, of social issues, isn't it? It's everything kind of fits into the other, and, and um, I think it is really important to be able to cre- critique the spaces that we occupy, and one of those spaces is animal rights and uh, so animal liberation spaces. And um, I remember when I first started becoming involved and interested in in these kind of comparisons between the way animals broadly are treated and um women or, or people that sort of fall beneath men in the in the kind of patriarchal order or the hierarchical order of things um yeah so when I first became involved I stumbled across and I think I've mentioned this on the show before but for those that aren't aware I stumbled across a uh, a vegan strip club which um was I thought that's interesting that's fine obviously um I support sex workers and I thought this is an interesting um a progression but the that was slogan in Portland, wasn't it I that believe. was in Portland yeah of course yeah. it was in Portland yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah and the slogan was uh the meat is on the poles not the plates and that had this uh that really stirred something viscerally in me because it was this composite idea that you know at the end of the day there's a group of people be it cis men who are entitled to the meat whatever the meat is and if that's women if that's animals it, it doesn't really matter I couldn't find the comparable difference there um and it is something that I uh yeah that I do focus on that I do think is incredibly important to make those links and you know even even at a um even at a more abstract level, when you think about the way uh, those closest to us domestically, like pets and like women per se, you know, pe- uh, people that have or, or beings that have historically fit within domestic spaces, 
are often expected to look a certain way. You have this kind of uh, cute breeding effect where you've got dogs like pugs whose eyes quite literally fall out of their heads because they, you know, they're bred that way and they can't breathe, but they look cute. And um, you have these unrelenting uh, standards of attraction that women are that women are subjected to. Um, where that becomes quite complex is uh, you occupy a space as uh, you know uh, human beings who are also women where you are kind of the oppressed and the oppressor at the same time so when you look at someone like Miley Cyrus for example it's a real par- it's a real uh confusing space to occupy um dealing with the fact that you know you you are inevitably contributing to a system that hurts you mm. um even if you don't necessarily want to be contributing to that um so, like I said before, the burden shouldn't necessarily fall on her shoulders to fix all evils, but uh, it it would benefit her in much the same way that it would benefit all of us, but especially women, to acknowledge and understand that these spaces are, you know, these oppressions are very much patriarchal by nature. That's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah. Um, and for those at home listening, you know, my, my go-to guru is obviously Carol Adams in this department, the sexual politics of meat really changed the discourse um surrounding how we make sense of the intersectional uh, animal rights movement yeah yeah ab- absolutely and in the in the in the podcast which they quote in the article marley cyrus said that uh she was worried about the potential backlash over no longer being mm. vegans and it was terrifying she said it's okay if the vegans come for me they're going to come for me but that's okay i'm used to people coming for me and i did want to say that this obviously this show isn't an example of vegans coming for her it's no, more about no. <laughs> an example to explore these broader issues about you know health and and animals and and choices and, and yeah these broader discussions we've got in to around gender as well which play into this too mm. and i was actually thinking just when you raise those points there i thought of the like some parallels there in that um that uh like the breeding of animals and how they're they're bred for human preferences like companion animals pets in the example you gave and actually on on your most recent show you played a like an audio uh, article yes uh, about yeah. that as well uh, and so it's like it's a human preference for dogs for example or certain breeds of dogs look a, wa- a certain way and then that has a impact on the dogs themselves in terms of health Mm. etc so like that aesthetic preference of humans the dominant group is put like above like very fundamental like life and death and health kind of implications of the dogs and i was also thinking about that in terms of patriarchy in terms of it like it is a bit different and we can look at like parallels but also differences as well but i was even thinking like pressures around like women to have certain surgeries etc through media pornography all, all these different kinds of things and how that that can also sometimes have uh negative health impacts on on women as well so yeah no i agree completely and you know i um i also want to make a point that miley cyrus is someone that has uh very publicly lived with eating disorders and other things that have um directly been the result of uh, you know, there's these systemic issues that, that have a kind of mental health dimension to them. Um, and, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a perfect example of, of these ways that women's bodies are um, up, for, up for critique and up for actual remodelling. Um, yeah, so I, I do agree with you there, Nick. I think that's a good point. 
and also i guess bring it back to again the episode you just did an episode on vegan parenting and uh mm. yeah really interesting discussion there and uh your your guests on that show uh raised the idea of like vegan parenting groups but how yeah. there is a lot of uh like anti-vax kind of attitudes and stuff so it's like she felt sort of like they were her people in some way in terms of they like getting the animal rights and vegan thing but in other ways she had disagreements as well uh and I, I was just thinking about that like i've been not necessarily active in but sort of aware of various vegan groups around and yeah one thing i've seen a lot particularly with like vegan groups back in perth where i'm from is this idea of like someone posts i'm low in this nutrient and then uh again there, there seems to be a lot of that kind of like <laughs> Uh, woo I guess in vegan circles and people going yep. maybe just try and eat this food and that might help or whatever whereas um, yeah I, I think like it, it, my perspective would be more like get a blood test see, <laughs> see what yep. you're low in and then yep. work out how you can get that nutrient within your ethics in terms of Absolutely. Yeah, and any nutrient like yeah Miley Cyrus wasn't low on fish you don't you don't need yeah. fish she was low in omega-3 so she didn't need a certain yeah. food she needed a certain nutrient and then so it's just a matter of working that out can i get that through my diet can i get that from more eating which vegan foods can i eat to get that do i need to take a supplement do i need to take a supplement in the short term as i work on incorporating more of that vegan food into my diet etc um yeah i don't know if that's totally. any, anything you've experienced but yeah this idea of like sort of eating as you feel like it's it's very common within vegan movements but i also feel like it, it does it, it does explain a lot of people not being vegan of like oh i just felt my body needed this as well did have you had an experience with Absolutely. that Absolutely. Yeah. oh yeah definitely you know this um this presumption that you know one thing i find really frustrating um so my my cousin and we're very close so like brother and sister his partner went vegan for a long time and um Sorry, went vegan for a short amount of time. Um, and then, you know, for her, I think it was all very much deeply rooted in health and fitness and uh, body standards. And um, there's no denying that there's vegan, veganism is trending in ways that it wasn't once upon a time. Like when I first became vegan, and you can absolutely speak to this as well, Nick, there were no trendy vegan cafes and you know mock meats and stuff it was it was really just uh tomatoes and beans that kind of energy um but yeah i remember when uh, ryan's girlfriend uh stopped becoming stopped being vegan it was she was very much like oh look i didn't feel particularly well i didn't you know all of this stuff or, or uh, there was moments in the month where i just was so sapped of energy and that's all totally well and good, but you're completely right in the sense that we're let's discuss the actual nutrients at play here. And if we if we are educated in a way that um, that allows us to make uh, ethical decisions that don't have to necessarily um, affect our health, then that's great. I mean, I think also, and I, this isn't meant to sound controversial, and I, I don't necessarily stand by it in the sense that I I'm expecting people to do this, but I also feel as if um it can be really hard for people that aren't invested in the animal ethics of things to feel motivated to do something if it doesn't necessarily benefit them um for candy 
uh, this might be presumptuous of me to say, but for people that, you know, often someone like Miley, for example, let's bring it back to Miley. Um, for her to not notice any, say, health benefits or feel any sort of benefits to being vegan um, means to just not do it. And, you know, for me, I didn't necessarily feel physically any benefits of being vegan, but ethically I felt it an, an incredibly necessary choice. Mm. And I think there is this idea that, um, again, there's this idea of consumption and taking and, and wanting to sort of reap the benefits of an ethical decision. And that's a very capitalist way of thinking about things. If we, if we cut out that kind of expectation that we're meant to, to be rewarded for being um, ethical beings, then it's almost, it's, yeah, it's a little bit dogmatic in my opinion. I've, I feel like it's a, it's a flawed way of looking at things. Do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. do you, you've had that kind of experience with people where they want this almost gold medal for being vegan for four months and... They deserve a steak or they deserve a, you know, like it's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that like human centric framework. So it's like the animals aren't valuable within themselves, but some people think they could get a, a health benefit from a vegan diet. And I, I do, yeah, I, I'm kind of a bit conflicted about the whole health angle because in some ways I'm critical of it for the same reasons that you are in that it kind of, mm. it still keeps, like humans are the most valuable and humans are in a way like the only important sort of uh, being in the situation, but humans can do better on a vegan diet. Therefore, you're going to eat that for human reasons. So I'm critical totally. of it from that point of view. But at the same time, I'm also, I do embrace it to an extent as well, yep. this kind of shift towards like eating more health, like, or vegan diet being associated with health because, yeah, I know like from hearing people are vegan way back in the day, they were like, I like they weren't doing health, they were doing opposite. They're like, I'm going to die from doing this. Like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But, but I, I have to do it for the animals. So it was like, it was like a yeah. sacrifice in a way. So like yeah. now I think if people go vegan for animal rights reasons and think like, well, actually I can be healthy and maybe I'll even be slightly healthier. To me, that seems like a, there, I can see some positives as well. So I'm a bit No, I agree on, yeah. with you. I think that's a really, really good point. Um, but yeah, it is, there, I do love the, uh, you, you're totally right. There was this very old school way of um, like, I'm going to die on this hill and I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that no animal comes down with me, which is, uh, which was probably just as bad. It was a little bit self-sacrificial and, yeah. um, and it kind of makes a, a, a joke out of the, not a joke, but it allows others to tease tease you a little bit for those decisions whereas now we can kind of you know now there is a trans transition in how we're talking about vegan diets in that you quite literally have nothing to lose mm -hmm. um if you do this but yeah you're right there are two sides of that coin of like yeah well you know i mean if we did have to lose a tiny little fraction of say like a, um, a meal that we once would originally like and an animal gets to live for the rest of uh, their days on a farm somewhere without feeling necessarily like they're going to be killed, then I'm happy to give certain freedoms up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there is that, there is a sort of like the almost like utilitarian like weighing up of like having mm. to like measure like your own convenience and your own taste versus the animal and i'm much more like about rights like that 
that individual yes. animal has a right regardless of my convenience or whatever. But I also feel like yep. even if I ever do that weighing up of like, you know, my hassle, my minor inconvenience of saying, could I have that without milk, please, or whatever, like yeah. I find that my my inconvenience or my taste or whatever never outweighs like the life of the animal anyway, even if you do try and engage with that kind of debate as well. So yeah, I, totally. I don't really understand those arguments. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Miley actually makes that argument a little bit, even if it's uh, implicit when she says, you know, I have 22 animals on my farm. I'm doing all mm. I need for the animals. You just think it doesn't really work like that, does it? It's, mm. it's, it's again, it's like wanting to be rewarded for uh, quite literally existing alongside uh, another creature in a way that is um, not particularly violent and then, you know... B- uh, let me let me practice this little bit of violence. It's something that actually uh, Alina Hamilton, who I interviewed last week, said that I, I it really stuck with me, and it's something that I really want to embody uh, linguistically in how I make sense of these decisions. Is when she spoke about her son, um, her son noticing his father eating animals, and she said it's going to be really hard for him to understand why someone he loves would betray animals who he loves and that language of betraying betrayal I, I just thought was really quite poignant and and beautiful um we can't necessarily pick and choose the individual animals that we love and why and and I think Miley missed the point entirely when she did that yeah yeah definitely we, we better take another song and then um and then go from there so yeah we're gonna play a song um this is actually a workers rights song because i uh, we're we're gonna get onto the workers rights thing i'm not sure if we'll get to that but we'll play this one anyway so this is uh you can mass trespass 1932 by chumbawamba for all those feet in ancient times for stepping out of line Dragging time and tide Against the keepers of the past The flags of class and caste Limp upon the mast All your week you were someone slay Today you're a free man Tell you you can't, then you can. You can, you can, you can. You can, you can. Walking high upon the hills, rough shot against well hills. Butterfly breaks upon the wheel A compass and a cap A sing-song and a scrap A dotted line across the map All your week you were someone's slave Tell you you can't, then you can. You 
present a show on 3CR on Sundays at 2pm called In Psychedelia, where we focus on drug culture, drug policy uh, and drug issues. It's been a bit of a strange time because I uh, also work in the harm reduction sector, specifically going to festivals and parties. So all of our work quickly dried up with COVID-19. But one of the questions that I suppose the festival community in particular has been asking is how do we remain connected? Because it is a community. And I think that's the the first reason that people come to these events. The music is there, the art is there, all of these things are aspects to it, but it's really about the people who are coming and bringing those things and sharing those things. And I've seen some innovation online, and I think that's something that I hope to see more of, more use of innovative technological solutions to connect community, to help creatives reach wider audiences and really build something together. I hope that you're finding ways to remain connected to your community during these odd times. 3CR's a good way to do it, so keep listening. You know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years. Well, it's supposed to be casual employment. People want full-time jobs. They don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any any days, any leave or what's, whatsoever. Especially, you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment, they're sitting home. You know, people want full-time employment and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment. 
and look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following. In the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, we've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... And people want it. We want to be full-time employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Welcome back to Freedom of Species, bringing the animal advocacy on 3CR. <laughs> uh, I think that's quite apt, having the, the, yeah, yeah, the animal true, in the yeah. background going, woo! <laughs> Uh, we are a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of FreeCR Radical Radio. And yeah, me and my co-host Madison have been discussing um, Miley Cyrus no longer being vegan and some broader issues around gender and veganism changing over time, etc. cetera. Uh, and a point that you raised actually before that song... Um, was around like the the vegan over different time periods and that kind of thing as well and yeah. i had been vegan for a while i think about 14 or so years yeah um, wow so 2006 or so to yeah roughly um but i'm i'm quite the opposite because then it all kind of depends on your perspective because like when i like was vegan like then or whatever it was always like oh things were really bad like you're like oh things were bad then and uh, like i always said no it was really bad in the 80s when there was only <laughs> one vegan ice cream that was horrible and stuff like that so it always kind of like it depends on where you come into it but wherever you are i think things have definitely gone in the right directions in terms of like yeah options and and yeah supplements and yeah all all different all different kind of products things have definitely got better over time yeah Uh, for sure yeah um but you touched on it as well on the break this idea so marley cyrus was saying yeah, as you mentioned, I've got 22 animals on my farm. Uh, I'm doing all I need to do for the animals. Um, and this is in the context of her no longer being vegan because she takes care of a lot of pets. And I, th- I sort of thought this is a strange thing, which is definitely not the only time I've heard this, that like they do so much yep. for animals, they've got some past to eat animals, which I yep. was kind of thinking is like such a, a strange thing that seems to be specific to the animal movement. Like I can't think about yep. that in any other social movement that they do so much for X cause that it's okay yes. to contribute harm to that group. Like that would just seem so bizarre, but yet I've, I've, uh, I've, I've heard that quite, again, this isn't the first time I've heard that they're like, oh yeah, they do so much for animals. If they eat a bit of animals here and there, who, who cares? Is yeah. that sort of something you've come across? That's so true. I'd never thought of it like that. Like I can't imagine it in any other sort of social movement, you know, of, of like, uh, say um, people that, like pro union workers then um, treat, mistreating uh, you know members of their union in this exploiting members of their union and being like no but it's it's fine because we've we've you know done this 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 and you know members of the LGBTQI plus community like directly harming um, other members but but putting rainbow flags on every letterbox it just feels it it's this weighing up of um, of uh, yeah, I guess it just shows how deeply entrenched speciesism really is um, in that we're not... Uh, and I think it, it, it does show how uh, perhaps deeply entrenched speciesism is, but also how um, deep our relationship is with consumerism that we're still not able to properly 
differentiate between the animal and the product um so much so that our uh love or commitment to the movement can really be measured by um the amount of products that we consume that directly challenge those things so you know uh i'm entitled to say uh, you know the argument sort of bit like miley is what miley's saying is i'm entitled to grill a grill a fish if i uh feed and care for my 22 animals it's very much a consumer-based ideology i think that's that uh, that is quite abstract but is um reveals that the, the the way we feel about animals broadly yeah and i think that idea of that sort of speciesism or like human centrism like all of us in the sort of vegan and animal movement have kind of come from that position and i think like we still kind of take that baggage to the table and obviously not just around mm. those issues but but other issues around gender etc which we've covered too yeah and i think we really have yep. to try and like continue to un try and unlearn that rather than yeah going like oh i'm vegan therefore like i i get it and so sometimes like people can Absolutely. be vegan and again they can still say things like oh they do do a lot for the animals so it's okay to eat them occasionally or whatever as well so yes yeah, like, I find I see that quite a bit with, um, sorry to interrupt you, Nick. I I see that quite a little bit with uh, vegan lifestyle arguments. You know, um, people will not eat animals but might wear them occasionally um, or be like, oh, I only have one pair of leather shoes or, you know, I only have one. It's it's a selective kind of, uh, selective concern. Do you find that? Do you find that, you know, a couple of vegans that that tend to um, still... Uh, exploit animals in their in what they wear or what they purchase beyond their meals yeah I, I think so but yeah and I think there is also just like a lot of confusion around the term vegan as well yeah and, um, yeah. yeah I do actually remember a while ago uh, me and my partner at one point to sort of like yeah my dog was going through some serious health issues and we were kind of spending all our money on that and, and becoming broken so we were like we need housemates in to kind of cover the rent and yeah, yeah like and we asked for vegan housemates and yeah I think like yeah a lot of people applied but then when you spoke to them they weren't actually vegan and so some wow. of them like one of them were like oh yeah we do eat some raw fish and it's like it wasn't like it wasn't the cooking of it that we had. The, it was more the fish bit, not whether it was raw or not. Like it's that. Yeah, yeah it well. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely seems like oh yeah, I'm vegan. I'll apply it. Like I'm a vegan. I'll go in this vegan household. But then yeah, yeah fish, yeah. fish winner. <laughs> so yeah, I think there is a a lot of misunderstanding to that. And yeah, I, I don't know with Miley Cyrus. Like, uh, are those twenty two animals rescued or are they just being bred? Like, there, there'd be questions I'd have around that in terms of like, yeah, is it is it rescue animals or just breeding? more for human use i i don't know totally. but even, even let, let's take the case they are all rescued and, and that is a good thing to do like i think there's also that sort of slogan of like first do no harm so i think it's the idea of like not contributing to harm and then of course like doing additional things is really great but yeah, yeah. I, I don't really get that argument of using that as, as a reason to eat animals either <laughs> yeah yeah i agree completely i think that's a really good point um you know and she she obviously is aware um, because otherwise she wouldn't bring it. She she obviously is aware of what she defines as veganism. Otherwise she wouldn't bring up that point to defend her uh, mistreatment of animals or her betrayal of the cause. Um, yeah, so so I think it is quite ironic that she's sort of using that as like a look at me. I, I uh, I'm still part. I'm still a member of your community. Um, in that I love animals. Look, the the twenty two specific animals that I love. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, the way she sort of described it, you know, admittedly I didn't listen to the podcast, but the way she um, describes it is uh, she takes, in the article it says, she makes up for her non-vegan diet in other ways, such as taking care of her many pets. Mm. I just think it's quite funny because it's like that, that's your duty. It's like... You know, a parent shouldn't necessarily feel like they're a great parent for providing a meal for their child. Um, it's it's your job if they're your pets. It just feels a little bit funny to, to kind of want to claim points for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess having 22 is a, is beyond what most would do. Uh, but, but yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, I think it goes back to that human kind of centric approach. Uh, and yeah, we're actually nearly running out of time, um, oh. but I, we'll, we'll just have to bring in, I'll bring in one final point uh, uh, from the podcast. Again, that was yep. Miley Cyrus on Joe Rogan, which is what this kind of was revealed. Um, so Joe Rogan made the point that he's got friends who have been vegan for 30 years and they're great on the vegan diet and it works for them uh so like his argument and and her argument as well was vegan diet works for some people some people you're great and you'll be great in the vegan diet uh but everyone has different ancestors requirements etc so and i have heard this argument quite a bit of like oh yeah vegan diet works for you but we can't advocate this as a diet for like for everyone for like a diet across the board yeah do you have any comments responses to that argument yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I worry about these essentialist ideas and about what, um, you know, because I really, this idea of like we all have different ancestors, I think it really starts to feed into fairly complex um, racial, uh, you know, uh, discourses, whether implicit or, or explicit. Um, and I think it really does feed into that... Uh, hunter-gatherer who's closer to hunted and who's closer to hunt e or who or the hunter um and i think they there's a lot of racial undertones there and there's a lot of um yeah complex uh messages that have been said when uh those claims are made about ancestors um i don't know i really think humans overall and and that kind of claim is so incredibly arrogant and it's uh yeah, it is very human-centric. I haven't actually... Uh, I'm trying to think from memory if I've heard those kind of arguments before in the, in the like, we all have different ancestors realm, but I don't know if I have. So I'm interested to know, um, yeah, to, to keep an eye out for that from now yeah. on. Yeah, I haven't heard the ancestors thing, but I definitely have yeah. heard, like, you know, different things work for different people, and so you yeah. can't advocate I mean, I've definitely, one night. Yeah, totally. That... Uh, that that's very much a gendered thing as well you know like there's a lot more women that are that are vegan than men and and that's entirely cultural but uh but you know men really do love to um a lot of men do love to claim that they just need that protein or they need that those, those animal products and yeah um it's something that that uh my partner paul who who has been vegan for a very long time 10 years or something uh did say when uh, him and his ex-girlfriend who wasn't vegan would go out for dinner and he'd order the salad and she'd order the steak, they'd always put it down in front of him. So there is this kind of gendered dimension there as well. Yeah, yeah. And as for me, as a sociologist as well, we often go to these biological arguments about ancestors or or what men need and it's kind of framed this (laughs) in a biological, natural way. But we could look at like advertising around meat that very much plays on that masculinity, which Madison has already mentioned, like Carol Adams' work sort of exposes that a lot. And so there's all these like socially constructed reasons that can also explain that too. And I would also say like, 
yeah, of course, like we've all got different requirements and we absorb nutrients at different rates and all this kind of stuff. But but yeah, well, one thing that one point that has really stuck with me is from Andrew Knight, who's actually a vet, and he was talking about vegan dogs and cats. And we've had Andrew uh, Knight on the show before, and he was saying like no no species, obviously this includes human, needs certain products or certain foods. Mm. We just need certain nutrients. We need a certain yeah. profile nutrient profile. So when people say like oh I, I was vegan and I didn't feel right and then I went back to eating animals and I felt good again like that may well be true but it wasn't yep. because they were eating a certain product it's because totally. they were low in a certain nutrient so maybe they weren't getting B12 maybe they weren't getting omega 3 whatever it may be so once again like if you are low in that you can get a test what am I low in how can I get that in a way that supports is it consistent with my ethics do I need to eat change my which vegan foods away do I need to have, take some kind of supplementation in which case there's vegan supplements for all these different nutrients and so yeah working that out with, with your doctor with a health professional as well so totally yeah, yeah. totally yeah. yeah absolutely listen to your body um and take take those concerns seriously but you know think about the uh the yeah what the actual essence of of uh those deprivations has a lot more to do with nutrients than it has to do with actual products yeah exactly and and also from listening to the podcast she mentioned that she'd messed up her hip from doing yoga too strenuously as well so they're, they're, <laughs> i don't want to diagnose i'm not a doctor or a nutritionist but like you know maybe the sore hip was a, like an injury as well like yeah I, again I, I don't know what's going on but um yeah, again, I think there's, there's so much a breakdown and that's why we've been talking about it this whole show. So, uh, yeah, we actually better wrap things up there. So you can yep. hear our show one till two every Sunday. You can hear all our episodes at 3cr.org.au forward slash freedom of species as well as on iTunes and also on Spotify now as well. So if you're, if you're someone who listens to podcasts via Spotify, um, search us on there. You can now listen that way. If you have any feedback on the show, info at freedom of species org is our email you can also connect with us on social media um and yeah we're going to go out with the song uh no easy way down by shock octopus this is a song about polar bears and the melting ice and you can find uh you can purchase this and all um profits or all proceeds go to extinction rebellion and so that awesome. website is shockoctopus.bandcamp.com. Uh, stay tuned for Encyclopedia. Uh, lots of interesting discussions around drugs and drug use and drug policy, etc. Uh, they recently had an episode on the global survey on drug use and which drugs have gone up or down in their use during the pandemic, which was quite an interesting discussion. So, yeah, you can find that show and all their shows at 3cr.org.au. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, Madison. I've, I've really enjoyed this uh, sort of mixing up the format this week and it's been great yeah. to get your thoughts on this issue. Yeah, let's definitely do it again. For sure. Awesome. Top of the world My world is shrinking King of the ice My crown is falling Homeless in homeland Early too late Man senses tendrils Can you feel it falling all around here? Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear us cracking underneath? Do you think? Do you think? 
3CR podcast, produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.